Welcome to Classic Love Line 434 from May 28th, 1997 with guest Tyra Banks, a Wednesday night show. So Tyra comes in the studio with some food poisoning. She only stays for a short while. Didn't want you guys to feel cheated. We used to list this one as a no-guest show because she's there so briefly, but uh, she's technically on the show. She does come back for a return follow-up makeup visit uh, in 1998 for episode 665, and we do have at least one copy of that, and you will be hearing it in time. Adam shares his hilarious theory on beautiful people being sick versus really skinny and or fat people. There's a suspected call from the very first mason jar caller. And the listener is revealed who gave Adam and Drew the upgraded chairs for the studio. Julie Kaminsky from Kentwood Office Furniture in Natasca, Illinois. Turns out she's brought up because Adam and Drew want to do some gambling on a collar. Apparently she sent them chips made out of chocolate, like those pirate gold coins you get as a kid. She intended for Adam and Drew to use that to bet with instead of money when they run out. Engineer Mike actually brings them into the studio. And the show wraps up with a hilarious phone call where Adam and Drew mock a rambling caller who's completely unaware he's being made fun of, which is probably for the best. All in all, a great kind of no-guest show. Definitely worth your time. And stay tuned for Tyra's follow-up visit. This is pre-Tyra's reality show. At this point, she was a Victoria's Secret model and uh, co-starred on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. As per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. Make sure to check out our app, available in the Play Store, as well as on iTunes for iOS devices. And if you'd like to find more of my work, please check out SuperfanGeoGio.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. It's true. It's Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Our guest tonight is the lovely and uh, vomitous <laughs> Tyra Banks. Now, uh, let me explain uh, that last comment. Uh, Tyra, okay, first off, um, I um, Tyra has to leave because Tyra has food poisoning. Drew, you're a board-certified physician. You checked her out, did you not? I did. There is poisoning? There's a problem, yeah. You you uh, sufficiently probed and poked enough to know? Yeah. All right. Go wash your hands and come back. <laughs> All right. The point is, is Tyra got a hold of some bad something on the plane. Barbecue sauce. Oh, no. It's not barbecue They're sauce. They're probably on the plane, yeah. I have some cream ranch dressing. That's that, that crap they give you on the first class, Adam. First class. You know, oh. I, know, I know you were always up there in the first class, Adam. <laughs> oh, the horrible gruel they forced down you. <laughs> Thank God they keep the martinis coming in the first class. But uh, Tyra got hold of something bad, and Tyra's not kidding. Uh, we have a lot of people cancel on this show. Uh, they usually tell their publicist to phone in a week later and tell them they won't be coming. But Tyra came in here with a small entourage, a supermodel should travel with, and she brought a uh, sack to vomit in. <laughs> yeah, God bless her. And it, at first Adam. I was taken aback, uh, but then I realized she had food poisoning. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, is uh, she could have stayed at the hotel. She could have put her feet up and uh, watched um, reruns of Doogie Howser on uh, Nick at Night. But she came in, and she came in uh, basically to either... Uh, spit out some uh, love advice or uh, spit out some bile, whatever it is. She came in. And we're letting her leave early because she's uh, going to keel over. Are you not? I'm about to pass out, and I think I'm going to vomit on the way home because 
I'm not feeling very good and I have right. chills. Yeah, I, I don't want to um, I don't want to seem like I'm uh, taking advantage of the situation, but if you could vomit on the air, it'd be great. <laughs> I mean, uh, let me try. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying it. If you're gonna roll tape, engineer Mike. If you're gonna vomit, let's do it now, not in the limo. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Did you like that? Coming from you, it was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, Tyra, here's the situation. We realize uh, you're uh, way under the weather. We realize... uh, But Adam's going to keep drawing this out for the 10 minutes and torture you anyway. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying obviously you're coming back. I'm, I'm going to come back. You I should be, we should be building advice. a shrine in her honor for getting herself together and coming in here, feeling the way she feels. It's re- my, my, I've already built a shrine to her honor in my bathroom. Right, I haven't right, been right, in there, right, Drew. Right, please. Right, right. please. The, the point is this. We will prorate your stay, meaning if you put in 10 minutes, then when you come back, you only have to stay an hour and 50 minutes. Okay. You I'll see? If you make it to a half hour, you only have to stay an hour and a half. No, you can't do she that. Can't she can't do it that she needs much. To go. All right. You, to go. If you want to... No, please. If if you're not well, you could... Uh, oh, I, I get the belches. <laughs> there's a little move there. She made a move for the back. Why do I keep on belching? What is that, Irritation. Upper, mm. upper GI irritation. Don't you think a uh, shot of uh, vermouth and cod no. liver oil you know, would do it? You keep mentioning all these disgusting My things. My grandmom gave me something called Black Draft when I was a little girl. I have no idea what that is. Oh. <laughs> Probably a, a syrup of Ipecac. Something make you vomit? Oh, no, it was the other way. I oh. Actually, I rented that movie. It's it was cas- uh, Cascara, probably. Oh. What is Cascara? It's a laxative. Oh, okay. She's from Texas, so she called it Black Draft. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Tyra, uh, you can stay as long as you uh, feel all right. Oh, no, all right, we're going to let her go now, then. Is that she, what you're saying? She needs yeah. to go. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tyra. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, that is quite all right. You made an effort, and that is uh, all, all we care about here too. on Loveline. Well, we'll uh, speak about you in glowing terms while you're <laughs> vomiting in the limo. Okay. All right, but when are you coming back? That's the question. Soon. When, when do you guys have love lines again? Well, we have it every night. You can come back any night you like. I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, we're not on Friday, but we can go over to my place, and we'll tape a uh, interview session and I'll just play it back. Uh, no, Engineer Mike, I'll bring the dat with me. I don't need you. And then I'll just run it back on Sunday. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> okay, yeah. now the vomiting's coming. <laughs> All right, Tyra. I have no personality right now. Tyra, so. you, you may be excused. We thank you for coming out and uh, we'll just reschedule and you'll come out again. a huge round of applause for coming in here in this condition. All right, there's two really, of us, Drew. What really. are we supposed to do? <laughs> now, poor Tyra has to clap for herself. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyra Banks, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Um, Keep the bag in front of you. Uh, See if you can get the uh, cleaning deposit back on the limo. She is uh, so nice. She's waiting for you to dismiss her. Okay, let her go. Tyra, please uh, get lost. Thank you for coming in. Oh, there it is. All right, Tyra Banks. Well, that was lovely. Yeah. All right, and Drew was uh, kind enough to phone into a pharmacy and get some uh, medication for her. Tyra, we'll see you soon. All right. Why don't we just break? Why don't we call the show? (laughs) That was enough show. That's more show than a a, a lot of our affiliates are used to. Come on, Drew. That's enough show. Oh, I feel so bad for her. I mean, listen, how many people have we suffered through giving us third-hand no-show messages? Or people calling in and going, oh, I'm on a a yacht. Let's do it over the phone. What what was their name from uh, Baywatch? Or Pacific Palisades? No, Baywatch. Uh, Donna Dierico? No, you goofball. The one who didn't come in uh, a month ago, she, she had to jog. 
Oh. Alexander, what? Right, Alexander Paul. Paul, right. yes, from right. Baywatch. Right. Yeah, she didn't make it in because she had to jog. Right, right. <laughs> she found out that the show uh, was uh, after the streetlights came on at night and said, uh, well, I got to get up in the morning and jog. Wow, imagine that. Mm. Boy, I hope she never has kids. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh. All right. Uh, the lovely Tyra Banks that is... That guy uh, is cool. Even... Uh, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin is uh, lovely even when she's nauseated. Isn't she, Drew? Yeah. You notice nice. the pants weren't uh, buttoned all the way up? Yeah, she was having problems. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's great. She's wearing this, like, um, leotard-type top, and the uh, pants weren't buttoned up because of the pressure, I'd imagine. Right. I have the same problem. Except for it's gas. All right. So Tyra will be back. Uh, Anne uh, will reschedule uh, with her. And we do thank her for coming out. She literally had a bag and a roll of paper yeah. towels next yeah. to her to vomit it. Drew checked her out. Drew, what's that like? Seriously. Mostly use my ears. Oh, really? Can I smell your air? Okay. All right. So Tyra will be back to talk about her uh, many projects. You know, she was on the uh, uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, edition, and she has a calendar out. It's the sixteenth month, sixteen month calendar. Uh, they keep adding stuff to calendars. To me, the uh, sixteen month calendar is like giving one hundred and ten percent. Impossible. <laughs> Let me tell you what a sixteen month calendar is. It's uh, one calendar and a quarter of another. <laughs> Or a third of another. Right. It's right. not one calendar. Right. There's no one. There's no 16 month calendar. Right. You could take a 30 month calendar, but that would just be two and a half years. Right. Two and a half calendars. All right. Uh, anyway, Tyra will be back. Colleen, uh, David Spade tomorrow night, who may vomit as well. Colleen, 19. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Good. Um, express my sympathy to Tyra. That stinks. I've had that oh. before. <laughs> yeah, the poor girl was miserable. But yeah. she, got, uh, she got, you know, uh, really, I, I don't think that's ever happened on this show. That somebody, that the, the slightest barrier to somebody coming on the show is usually met with not collapse. That's it's it. Just, yeah, I'm not coming. Can't come in. My, my dog did not have a solid bowel movement uh, today at noon, and uh, I won't be coming in. Right. <laughs> that is usually how it goes. And God love Tyra. And here's the problem when you're a supermodel. Tyra is so goddamn good looking that it's hard to look sick. You know what I mean? I mean, she didn't look right. sick. Right, right, right. And, and you don't get any sympathy. Most, uh, like, like when fat people get sick, <laughs> oh, look out. They look sick. Uh, uh, pussy eyes, uh, uh, nose is running, uh, big, big bags under the eyes, uh, of course, the big ass and everything. I mean, when fat people get sick, they look sick. When supermodels get sick, it's kind of it's kind of funny. <laughs> well, look at you, baby. Oh, yeah, I'll bring it back. You went to vapor rush. All right, uh, Colleen. Oh, jeez. Now, wouldn't you feel horrible if I was terribly overweight? Uh, no, but it would be kind of fun and ironic. Why? Yeah, hus- <laughs> well, I'm not. You husky? Don't worry about no. It. I'm interesting. Oh. Fat people when they get sick, they really look sick. <laughs> anyway. How about really, really skinny health. people? And really, really skinny people. They look too. even sicker. They usually. always look sick. But no one has sympathy for supermodels that look sick. Okay. What's your question? Okay, here's my question. Um, when I was younger, around 16, 17, 18, um, I dated a lot of guys, went out with a lot of guys, and that whole deal. Um, now I'm 19, I've lived on my own, I'm back living with my parents, and um, I'm getting ready to move out. Basically, I can't seem to find or not find, as it would be put, a guy that I can be willing to put that kind of time and energy into. What kind of time? Um, 
the kind like, you're used to put in? I have a very, very busy life. And, like, for me to put time aside for somebody is a big thing. Do you have to do that right now? Are you incomplete without a relationship? I'm lonely. Can you just date guys for fun? For companionship? Um, I'm very sick of doing that. <laughs> is that all you've been doing? I, mean, I have done about that for, for a very long time. Yeah. And it's like I'm so sick of just going out with somebody new. I want to... All right. Well, let me examine your life for just Does a moment. Hold on a second. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. You're living at home. Uh, how busy can you be? <laughs> um, very busy. I have two jobs. I work over 60 hours a week. Um, I work out every day. All right. I uh, get up at 5 o'clock. All right. I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't trust you already. There's well, some compensation going on. Yeah, but I don't trust people to get up to go work out. Well, I don't get up to go work out. I get up to catch the train to go to work. Oh, I work out when I come home. One of those train taker people. Yeah. No, I really don't trust you. Oh, you don't live in L.A., do you? No, I live in Chicago. All right. <laughs> Where people actually take the train. You know what I love here? Uh, we spend millions, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I know they've had a train in, in Chicago for a long time, and I know they have the subway in New York, and uh, everywhere else has a rapid transit system except for Los Angeles. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, why they uh, sodomize all motorists here in the, uh, the fair uh, state of California because they know they have you by the nuts in Los Angeles especially, and they'll just uh, nail you for everything because you're chained to your car. But uh, be that as it may, we just got ourselves a train here. And uh, every time you turn on the TV past 11 o'clock at night, there's those PSAs. Uh, 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 hey, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, um, <laughs> Harry the Hobo saying, uh, don't nap on train tracks. Uh, you know, they got pictures of people like, uh, don't walk your dog on the train tracks. We have to acquaint people with the notion of a train uh. here and spend millions of dollars a year telling people, uh, don't try to outrun the train. Uh, don't cross. You know, when the, when the arm comes down at the, at the intersection, uh, don't drive through it at 60 miles an hour and then stop in the tracks. And I'm thinking to myself... Maybe we shouldn't be warning these people. Perhaps uh, Darwin's work is being done here, and we're squelching it somehow by warning people that really don't have the IQ to get out of the way of a train uh, to get out of the way of the train. Do they do that in places that have had trains for a while, Colleen? Um, actually, they just passed a law in Illinois where you get a $500 fine for passing the, the crossing guards and stuff. But, no, we don't have commercials. Yeah, we and run we commercials all, all, all night place. long. Stay off the tracks. Uh, the train is heavy. Colleen, what's with all your perfectionism? Um, I'm a little bit obsessive-compulsive about things. Uh -huh. <laughs> I smell a eating disorder, Drew. Could be. You ever have um, an eating disorder? No. 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 And uh, you, you said you moved away from home for a while. What was that all about? Um, I went to school. College? Um, yeah. And so you moved away to go to college. Oh well, I moved two cities away because it was cheaper for me to live there than it was and go to school because I was going to community college. Uh. Um, to go to the school I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Community college. Um, leave me alone. Um, that's for you, Adam. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so all right, listen. Wait, 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 wait. All right. No, wait a minute. We spent too much time. Even though four minutes of the call was me yapping about a train. Right. Yeah. Here's the deal, Colleen. Uh huh. Uh, if you want a man and you're interested in a man, you find time for the man. Uh, you're giving us uh, your okay, resume okay. about getting up and working hard and doing this as if you're trying to sell something to us and to yourself. Uh, I don't buy no, it. No, no, if no, you no, wanna... no. I'm, I'm more than willing to make time if he's worth it. Well, but but you've I've had got, way too I think... many people distract me from the things that I really want. I, well, think, I think you've got to approach it the way you approach other 
elements of your life. You obviously are very career-minded, very hardworking, and if you put some effort into your relationships and are careful with whom you choose to go out with and how you meet people and put an effort into it, pursue it the same way you pursue everything else, you will eventually meet somebody. Unfortunately, it probably will be the wrong person because it'll be what she thinks she needs and not what she actually needs, but okay. I never buy the, uh, the time thing. When two people are into each other, they find the time, and then they wait in between. Yeah, but she's not meeting anybody. That's the deal. Okay. Hey, uh, 14 minutes of the show, Drew, whack the mic. Beautiful. Elena. Yeah. You're 15. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is my problem. This girl and I, we used to be best, best, best friends. And about three months ago, we got in this big fight, and we decided never to talk to each other again. And then um, we, like, almost got in a fist fight at school, but the principal w- broke it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we haven't said words to each other for, like, three months. And, um... Like, when we were best friends, we used to trade each other's clothes and stuff. And I guess they, like, still have one of her pairs of shorts or something. And um, she wants them back. And um, uh-huh. she told me today that if I don't give them back to her by tomorrow, then she's going to fight me. Uh-huh. And um, I don't want to give them back because then people will think I'm scared to fight her. But I would anyways because I don't really care. They're just shorts. Uh, don't uh-huh. Give her the shorts back, okay? What? Give her the shorts back. Really? All right. Give it, please. Don't fight her. Don't fight her. What is this, a goddamn homework hotline here but or it, something? But, it, but no. it's uh, best oh, friends please. again, right? Best, oh, this, this please. Is, you know the best friend thing where, the, where people are always amazed at how the best friend would take in the girlfriend or the boyfriend away? Oh. This is what's really under the best friend relationship. Let me this, tell this you. This is in a more honest state. I have done uh, extensive research over the last uh, 16 to 18 months uh, on the best friend. I, uh, I urge everyone within the sound of my voice who's under 25, uh, get rid of your best friend immediately. Now. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I mean, uh, right now. Get rid of your best friend. Uh, they will have, uh, they will uh, feel up your sister. They will have uh, sex with your girlfriend. Uh, they will, or uh, boyfriend. Or boyfriend. Uh, they will uh, cheat on uh, one of your parents. Uh, they will steal a sweater and not give it back. Uh, and threaten to kill you. Threaten to kill you. They'll have fist fights, uh, famine, and locusts, all caused by the best friend. Uh, the best friends will whoop your ass. We hear calls all night long. Oh, my best friend. Blankety, did you, did, blankety, Did you have a best friend when you were growing up? Uh, I, you know, I had like a best friend for two years, and then I had another best friend, and then I had another best friend, another best friend. But I stopped giving the best friend um, title. Title, and like I said, when you get older, uh, you you no longer have best friends. There, uh, you have either a wife and or pornography, uh, and or pornography, and then you have um, a holes you work with. But there's no best friends. There's just people you kind of tolerate. It's an interesting phenomenon. And that's where the trouble then comes around because if you get married, like if you get married at at 18, uh, the uh, best man, a no-brainer. But if you get married at 38, it's a little weird. Yeah. Because if you get married like when you're 35 and you're a guy and you got to pick the best man, there's the guy you were best friends with in high school. Who's mad. But you haven't seen the guy in 10 years. But still, he was your best friend. And then there's Phil at the office. You see the guy every day. You go out and have a few beers with him on the weekends. And you guys have been pretty tight for the last five years. Right. But he's not really your best friend. He's a guy you met at the office. Because you don't have best friends anymore. You don't have best friends anymore. You know your life is on track when you have no best friend. <laughs> Just uh, people you owe money. Ed. Hi, how you guys doing? Tonight? 23. You have a best friend, Ed? Uh, yeah, a couple of them. I want you to kill him. Okay. Before I get to my question, Adam, I have a question for you. Okay, here he is. This is the guy from Arizona. Hello? This is the guy with the jar. The mason jar? Yep. Mason jar? What are you talking about? Don't you recognize him? Yeah, it does kind of sound like you. 
what's the mason jar? What is this? Uh, Drew's usually wrong, though. All right, go ahead. Okay, Adam, my question for you is, why do you always judge people by the cars that they drive? You always say that gay people drive convertibles. You don't trust people that uh, drive Jeeps on, you know, with lifted uh, tires and stuff. And, right. And you don't like people who spend a lot of money on trucks and trailers. And this boats guy's and go an to asshole. Lake. Uh, yes, yes, I do say that. Yes, and why? Why? Yeah. Well, that's the way I feel. Well, we're not bad people. Well, listen. Or are you jealous because you can't afford one? It is, uh, uh, first off, uh, I'm, I'm sure I could. Uh, secondly. The answer is yes, he's jealous. Okay. All right, now listen to me. It is and, and Andy couldn't manage to take care of a convertible. It is a fact. It is a, a clinical fact <laughs> that gay people love convertibles. Gay I guys I'm not gay. love convertibles. But, All right. but well, that's, uh, that's still uh, that's not been uh, settled yet. It's a good way for picking up women. <clears throat> and that is true, and dudes too. But you got to bring a joint with you. But the point <laughs> is, is uh, listen, there's straight guys who like convertibles. What is the joint thing. Gay guys drive around in convertibles. Uh, pickup guys are hitchhiking and ask them if they want to get high. Uh, Unless I've hitchhiked three times in my life. Three three different gay guys uh, came along, three different joints, three different blowjobs. I'm telling you, Drew, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm a real man. I'm straight. I have a convertible. What I kind of convertible? It's a LeBaron. All right. Ooh. That's, wait a minute now. But my second car is a crew cab dually. <clears throat> oh, you drive a dually. Yes. All right. I'll respect that. You crew didn't. Cab. You didn't. Oh, that, yeah. It's got four doors. It right? balances out, huh? You didn't lower the dually, did you? Oh no, it's four wheel drive. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm all right with that. You, yeah. you, you've got the yin and the yang. Yeah. All right. And anyways, uh, my question is. Um, um, I, I uh, inhale helium several times a day. Why? I'm in the entertainment industry, and I have to disguise my voice a lot. I was wondering if there's side effects, and uh, is there any damage to the brain? And what about your... <laughs> but what about your butthole being the size of a mason jar? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right. What do you mean you have to inhale helium to disguise your voice because you're in the entertainment industry? I do discount puppet shows out of the back of my van and to, you know, make different voices for the puppets. I inhale helium. Now, listen. Wait a minute. Hold on, Ed. There's no man who drives a dually who does discount puppet shows out of the back of a van unless he's trying to, uh, you know, um, get his uh, hands in the pants of underage kids. It's a good way to meet women, though. Women, are, you know, they think, you know, you're cute with the kids and all that. Ed, Ed, are you, are you serious? Are you serious? Are you yeah. serious that you do puppet shows for a living? Of course I do. Uh, give us a couple of voices then. Well, you know, I don't have helium with me, you know. Yeah, but uh, do your best shot. Give us I don't a... think I could do that. I, I feel silly. Come on, Ed. I got to be drunk when I do it. What are the characters' names? Uh, oh, God, I really feel like a fool. Okay. I, I couldn't do that. Nah, before. it's bogus. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, yeah. now, listen, Ed, I want the character names. I want the scenario. Quickly. Go, or I'm hanging up. Okay, well, the, the story is, you no know, like a rabbit, a teddy bear, you know, flying a kite and stuff, and there's, like, a little background with clouds and a moon and stuff. It's, it's, it pertains to small children, and in the hopes that some good-looking women will walk by and mm-hmm. catch it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh... In the short time that Tyra was here, and I know she was feeling uh, sick. Tyra Banks, uh, if you uh, just tuned in, was here, had food poisoning and had to leave, and actually had a vomit bag on her lap. Uh, She's a dear thing, and she will be back soon. But I did talk to her just briefly off the air, and she said, um, uh, you know guys doing a puppet show or anything around here? She seemed really enamored with uh, she was a she she had a uh, she wanted to do a uh, have a foursome with uh, 
Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. Oh, jeez. You know what I'm saying, Drew? And Cecil and Beanie, I believe, to make i I'll tell you what, that guy was either the mason jar guy, or he also sounded like one of the jerky boys. Yeah, he sounded like him, but he didn't sound enough like him. He wasn't good enough. Right. All right. Drew, sell the hell out of the next call, please. Here is Brooke, who was molested two years ago, and she is having difficulty talking to men. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with... Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Hey, all you single guys out there. It's Kristen and Marnie from the Ask Women podcast. And are you sick of being alone? Are you sick of being a giant loser? Well, come join us at the Hollywood Improv this Sunday, October 19th. There's going to be drinks, comedy, hot chicks, and Greg Fitzsimmons. Who's pretty freaking awesome. Hilarious. Yes. He will be joining us. He will be the voice of man for this special live taping of the Ask Women podcast. So come join us October 19th, 7 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv. Go to improv.com and get your tickets now. And this is Steve. We're from Garbage, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ah, uh, very well put. This is Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. This is Love Line. The phone number 1 800 LOVE 191. Fax number 31085. Hold on. Drew! Jesus Christ. What the hell was I saying? Fax number 310-854-4455. So nice of you to join us, uh, Drew. <clears throat> Just chewing the fat back there no, while I'm was slaving over thanking, a hot mic. Thanking Tyra Banks people for being so kind and nice. And they were appreciative of us being appreciative. And, oh, really? Well, yeah. that's the way it should be. Yeah. Everyone should appreciate me being appreciative. Well, uh, no, they weren't talking about you, but anyway. Oh. All right. Yeah, but uh, this leads us to a point. Yeah. And this is, uh, as you know, I've uh, had a uh, tantrum or two about a guest or two on this show uh, in the time that I've been here. And uh, my last one was about what's her name from Baywatch. And here's the situation. Uh, we just want a little respect. It's all right. It's all intentions. Now, look, if someone's sick, someone's sick. Right. Um, um, I hope, I wish them well. I hope they get better from whatever's ailing them. Well, no, she, she, this is more than intention. This was full respect. She came in with that her vomit my, bag. That is my point. That is my point. And that's enough. She, she's a dear, sweet uh, supermodel, and she can come back anytime she likes right. uh, now. Right. Uh, it's just when they don't give the respect, uh, they don't bother calling, they don't bother showing up, uh, I don't know, where the hell, whatever happened to, uh, who the hell am I trying to think of, um, what's his name from Weird Science? Oh yeah, nobody, nobody knows. Anthony Michael Hall. Right. 
We never found out what happened. Like, for uh, he, instance. He disappeared for five days, everybody said. Anthony Michael Hall was supposed to come on this show like uh, was it a month about, ago. Uh, six yeah. weeks ago yeah. or something like that. Uh, just never showed up. No, he apparently was. Uh, in, he vanished off the face of the earth. And never called the publicist. Nobody uh, could find had him. No idea where he was. Yeah. And then uh, it's been six weeks. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, we've never gotten a phone call. Mm-hmm. Now, see, that's disrespect, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Just don't, don't waste your time on a tantrum. Here we go. Now you're making me want to have a tantrum. I know. Uh, Brooke, 18. Hi. I have a... Well, mine's kind of weird. Um, well, you said before, I was molested when I was about two years ago. And I noticed, well, until recently, I mean, I thought I got over it and everything. You were molested at the age of 16? Yeah. Who molested you? Uh, old guy was visiting. You mean rape? Or, or what does what no, molested no. mean? Just fingered. Really? And wh- why did you allow that to happen? And and I I mean that in the most respectful way. Yeah, and that I mean, why didn't you because sock the guy? I felt completely overpowered by the situation. What was the situation? Lost a trusted friend. What was lost. the situation? Um, I visited him because his wife was schizo, and I mean, I built a friendship over years, and I mean, I should have taken the warning signs like he tried to kiss me longer. Longer. Well. I used to hug. Pe- I usually hug people goodbye, mm-hmm. and he would try to kiss me, and I would say no. And where did you meet this guy? <laughs> Nursing home. How old is he? Seventy something. Really? Uh, I, I know this is horrible atrocity, but uh, still, you have to have a certain amount of respect for guys in his seventies and still able to rape, Drew. No. It all depends on the point of view there. Are you serious? How old? This guy was 70 what? I don't know. He was at least 70. All right. Uh, I don't know. Drew's got a dollar out. Hold on a second. Uh, just hold on a second, bro. For <sighs> sake. I don't have any cash, Drew. Oh, please. What really? about those chips? Yeah, where are Where they? are those chips? Could you find those chips? Made out of chocolate. That's the problem. Producer Ann. <laughs> She's not listening to the show. And uh, Mike, do you know where those chips are? He's going to get them. Mike's getting the chips. Uh, All right, let's just use chips from now on. For now. All right, but we have to be able to cash the chips in. That's right. The uh, lovely listener who sent us these uh, incredible leather chairs, and there has to be at least... uh, at least, uh, you know, two cows and a goat worth a hide on these chairs. Yeah, Amazing wow. chairs. Where, where is her? What is her name, Drew? I wanted to give her a plug. She also sent some chips out so we could yeah. gamble. Engineer Mike has brought them out since uh, producer right. Ann's not listening to the show again. Stuff home, this is, which is mine. All right, uh, listen, Mike, right. you don't have to dump the entire contents of the What's goodie bag out and yell at us. Just give us the damn chips. That's yeah, mine. Oh, Mike has to teach us a lesson on the air. <laughs> Engineer Mike grabs uh, two sacks full of crap and dumps the uh, capsize them it's on the Julie, console. Julie Kaminsky from uh, Kentwood Office Furniture, uh, Rollwood Rollwing oh. Road, Itasca, Illinois six three zero seven seven three one 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 zero. That's just call her and tell her. Thank Kentwood you. Office Furniture, the leader in office furniture for over a fifth of a decade. <laughs> All right, I love that place. All right, we have chips here, Drew. All right, uh, they're, they're $5 chips I have. Let's make them worth a dollar. Right. Shall we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now these are redeemable. Oh, and uh, I'll hang on to the chips. <laughs> For a dollar. All right, but let's uh, count these things and stuff. I, I want this to be official. Are you serious? Are these chocolate? Yeah. I could eat these? That's, that's what scares me. Is I've, well, All right, all right, let's just gamble here. Right. Just put your damn... Uh, Drew? Yeah, see. All right, that's a dollar worth of chocolate now. All right, you're eating your dollar, Drew. No, I'm not. That is one of your chips. Come on. 
I, you're you're going to belch up 50 cents. All right. All right. All right, listen. Uh, let me just give you the right amount here. All right, how many do you have here, Drew? You got them. All right, that's five. Uh, you got five, I got five. This is $5, Drew. Wait a minute, I got four. You ate one of yours, Drew. All right, we got to throw one out. All right, we each have four. All right. Wait, let me see how many I have here. I'm going insane. Okay, four. you got four, I got four. All right, these are a dollar. There you go. There's my buck. You want to gamble? Yeah. All right, smart guy, let's go. Um... Mm, just real chaotic, abusive family system. It may it may even be still intact, but uh, a lot of uh, hostility and uh, uh, you know emotional abuse. Emotional abuse. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with. Um, I've been wrong every time the last uh, bunch of times we've gambled. I, I want to think that she's been touched in some inappropriate way before, before because be. she hasn't been able to stop. I'll say some inappropriate touching. Okay. Somebody. Someone in the neighborhood. Could have been even another peer, potentially. Potential peer. Yeah. All right, what line was she on? Uh, two? two yeah. Okay. Brooke. You're both wrong. <laughs> okay. All right, but All right. here's your here's her problem. Brooke is 18. When Brooke was 16, well, she was felt up. Um, for a minute. All right, wait a minute. All right, let's take another call. No, 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 let's no, finish I, it. I, was she telling me to shut up? Yes. All right. I'll I love not, her. I'll not, I'll not She's tolerate wonderful. that. But David, let's go back 26. To, come on, wait, no, we're going back to Brooke. Brooke? Yes. It, look, okay. the, the, what you understand. What I'm going to say is, yeah. Adam, listen. Okay, I, I value friendship, and I figure you have to sacrifice some, and I was feeling nervous at the time, and I tried to visit him less and less, and the last time I was going to visit him, this happened. Brooke, right. here's what we're getting at. Are at home. I never had any emotional abuse. I mean, I don't have the best relationship with them. But I was never touched inappropriately. I'm a virgin. Well, I consider myself a second-time virgin, not by my choice. What, what, what does that mean? Well, I consider being fingered being violated. Yeah, but that doesn't, you don't lose your virginity. Well, technically, it's oral sex. Oral That's what sex. I'm thinking of. <laughs> because he was uh, eating ribs before that? Well, how, how is it oral sex? Well, I would consider it stimulating yourself is oral sex. And if someone else is stimulating you, it's oral sex. No, 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 Brooke. Oral means mouth. Oh. Not auto. Oral. Yeah, there's auto uh, erotica. And then there's the auto fellatia, which if, <laughs> if I could do that, I wouldn't be here. And, uh, yeah, an oral sex is uh, oral, like oral hygiene mouth okay okay, okay. Uh, Brooke here, here's what we're getting at is why are your boundaries so poor and why are you a victim why did you freeze and not give him a right hook well and there's reasons that people get that way well I don't know I lied to get out of the situation because I mean when you started it I mean Brooke I, I, I forget about the situation wait a minute I want to discuss the situation for just one moment just because I'm curious of how how it unfurled this man is in his 70s, and you met him uh, because you're doing some work at a nursing home? Volunteering. Volunteering at a nursing home. And uh, he was in the nursing home, I'm guessing. Yeah, he's residential site. And, and this took place in the nursing home? In his room, yeah. Uh, okay. And his. Are, are you a nurse? No. His wife, she was volunteering. His wife is uh, where? She was on a different level of care in the nursing home. Uh huh. Schizophrenic. I see. Anybody. I see. So you befriended this uh, older gent, and you guys became friends, 
over what period of time? Two, three years. Oh, so it's a long time. Yeah. And he did show some signs of uh, inappropriate yeah, advances. I stopped visiting him as often, and I would start thinking of excuses. Not to go visit him. All right, I uh, listen, this is somewhat understandable. When uh, people have a relationship with an older person, uh, sometime, especially when it's that old, it, it's like, uh, uh, not, forget a father figure, it's a grandfather figure. And there's a certain, uh, I'm sure Brooke is very respectful of older people. That's why she got involved with this. So Drew, stop shaking her head. I'm trying to go down somewhere here. And uh, somehow she got drawn into this. Perhaps he'd uh, given her a... Uh, uh, shot of uh, Metamucil or something. I don't know what they drink there. The, the point is this. Uh, you went into his room, and he started making advances. What was his first advance uh, on this night? Oh, he made an excuse that, oh, the furniture was all wet, so all you have to sit is here on my lap. And I said, automatically in my head it went, okay, how to get out of this? Right. And I immediately started thinking of how to. But you still sat on his lap. I, I mean... I respected him. I thought, okay, he can't be doing wanting to do this. Okay, so I, I understand. To you're some you're, way to get out of it without saying you're 16. You're young. You're confused. Okay. And and uh, then what happened? Well, he started kissing me, trying to French kiss me. Uh huh. And then it went to reaching under my shirt. What happened when he started to French kiss you? <laughs> I wouldn't let him. Uh huh. I pulled away. Uh huh. And then did you, did you say anything to him? I said stop. Okay, but he wouldn't stop. Right. Okay. And by that time, his hands were already under the shirt and everything, and I was thinking, great, how to get out of this now? Right. And then his hands meandered to the waistband. I had elastic waisted sweatpants things on. Uh-huh. And then it went underneath underwear, and I was like, okay, excuse me, stop this. And, and what? he said, no. Uh-huh. Well, you know, figure he's got one foot in the grave and one hand on your crotch, and he's going for broke. So, so I just said, well, I better go. My mom's waiting for me. And you left. And he said, oh, you better not tell your parents about this. And I said, I know. And how long did this go on? I mean, this episode. Five, six minutes, maybe. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's a long time to be doing something that's uh, miserable. I know. Did you get any kind of pleasure out of it? No. 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 So I'm not trying to be demeaning or anything. I'm just saying uh, sometimes even... If you're having, uh, you know, someone is committing a crime against you, some there, and there's some part of your mind that goes, mm, all right. no, nothing there, no, mm. uh, no, uh, you didn't enjoy it at all. No. Okay, but the but but the point is, is you you couldn't act on it. No. Okay, and that's what we're trying to figure out. Now you feel. I I thought I got over it and everything, and I'm I'm very outgoing. I like to. I'm athletic. I like to hang around guys more. Because uh -huh. most of the girls around here, they're wimps. Uh, where's your dad? He's in the home. What home? Our home right now. Uh -oh. Just, my just family. call that at home because you just got you just got felt up in a home. The home. Yeah. All right, so he's in the home. Yeah. Your home. Yeah. And you have a good relationship with him. Yeah, better than with my mom. Better with your mom. Better than with the mom. Oh, I see. We just argue all the time. We never gotten along. We never see straight. Uh-huh. And is, is it a self-esteem thing? I mean, why most people would have stood up and said, hey, old man, uh, I'm calling the nurse. You're busted. Well, if you went any farther, I probably would have. No, uh, no, no. No, no, no. No. That, no. that was plenty far. The, the, the French kissing was plenty far. Well, I mean, I was stupid. I was 16. Okay. All right. Oh, 
I didn't know how to get out of it. All right. I, I, listen, here's, uh, we're worried that this may happen again. Well, I'm, I'm afraid to be outgoing to anybody because I'm afraid anything will happen. Right. I'm even less trustworthy of my close friends. I'm... Okay. I mean... I have a friend. I've known him for years. All right. Uh, l- listen, Brooke, here's what's going on. Uh-huh. It, it's not so much you got to worry about trusting your friends. You have to trust yourself. I mean, you have to trust yourself to, A, steer away from people that are making inappropriate uh, advances, friend or, or old friend. Any influence. And then when something happens, you got to trust yourself to react and get the hell out of there. Well, you know what I'm saying? You have you need you need much 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 better boundaries in your relationship, Brooke. This whole this whole relationship uh, uh, was some sort of fantasy. I don't know what you were acting out in this relationship. This whole man, I'm sorry. I I, I mean, it, it was not a healthy situation, obviously, because who you thought he was is not who he is. You built him into something that he isn't. He obviously had particular intentions, and he, he may have an organic problem, frankly, that may have led him to be so sexually inappropriate. People that are in nursing homes have organic brain syndromes that are typically associated with this kind of behavior. So it's not, it may not have been any kind of premeditated, willful thing, but it's you and your relationship with people and your lack of boundaries and your inability to be a separate person and then stand up for it and assert yourself. You are going to have trouble with men unless you learn to do that. All right, we're running way late. Um I'm sure there's a lot of our older listeners are standing up if they can and cheering. Uh, this It's like uh, the uh, geezer pedophilia. And uh, we'll be back. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Yeah, Film Vault. This week, uh, we just wrapped uh, the most recent episode. Good one. And we realized that because we just ran down the list of movies that we went into detail. Pretty much solid movies all across the board. So many solid picks, including movies that are streaming right now, movies that are in theaters, as well as our top five. Well, I would call them physically handicapped. Maybe that's not PC. Physically challenged characters. We're not always PC on the show, so don't that's worry true. about that. Learn about the top five physically challenged characters in cinema this week on the Film Vault. Film Vault. Over at Podcast One. That's O-N-E. V-E-191. Love line. Love line on K-Rock. Love Hello, I'm Simon LeBon. And I'm Warren Cucurulla from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mwah. Just for you. Yes, uh, two men who are very much into their sexuality. And rightfully so. Nice guys, though. It's kind of weird. Like, uh, I never met anyone from Duran Duran before um, started doing this show. Except for, uh, well, there's John Taylor, but uh, it was a, like nice a year ago. Too. Everybody from Duran Duran, uh, nicest guys in the world. Yeah kind of weird you think they'd have some attitude especially uh warren cucurilla uh, warren sent me uh his like uh let's get it on uh guitar solo cd i gotta bring that in there we gotta like uh make line a uh, bed what do they call that engineer mike the music we we're just hearing bumpers yeah we gotta do that bumper thing with that uh good guy good music all right Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew eating his earnings as we speak. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We've uh, I'm out of money, so we're using chips now that are going to be redeemable for money. They're basically like those co- tri- uh, pirate uh, coins you bought when yeah, you were a child. Those or gold doubloons. Right. right. And they're beautiful looking, except for they're filled with chocolate and Drew's eaten most... I mean, you I mean ate the, the $5 I mean ones. The 20, look, we had one extra $5. I mean the 25s. 
What do you mean? There's uh, this is all I got. Oh, hmm. okay. All right. So you eat the twenty five dollar ones, Jaime. You got a uh, you got a high rolling colon. <laughs> That's Drew's name in Vegas. Uh, the high rolling colon. All right. Uh, write that down, Drew, please. Hmm. David, twenty six. Yes. Um. I'm calling because um, I've been having I've been in this re- relationship off and on for about five years now, and ha- am having a real problem with actually allowing myself to love the person I'm with. Mm. Why? I'm not sure. That's the whole thing. Have you ever had a love relationship? Yes, I have. And what was that like? <sighs> it was so long ago. I don't remember. How old were you? Oh, God. Um, probably 13, 14 years old. How old's the guy you're with? I'm not with a guy. I'm with a girl. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. I'm puzzled. Uh, have you ever been with a guy? No, I have not. Really? Um, how long have you been with this girl? Off and on for about five years now. Five years. And uh, maybe it, uh, and you have loved before. Yes. But you can't live. Say you love when you're, you're 14. You were 17 or something. 14. 14. All right, 14. I mean, you, what the happened? hell? I, I, listen, I, I loved uh, Cecil and Beanie when right, I was 14. Right, it's, it's really not love then. I mean, that's some kind of infatuation. Now it's but. turned to lust, but... Uh, <laughs> what, happened with that, what happened with that relationship when you were 14? Uh, basically, it was one of my first relationships, and um, it was going good for a while until she dumped me and went out with somebody else. Mm-hmm. How long did that take? Oh, God, we were together about four months. Hmm. What else is going on with your life, David? Like, how so? Well, how's work? Well, I don't have work. Aha. Uh-huh. How come? How come? Uh, legal problems about six months ago. What happened? Got a DUI. Hmm. Lost my license, wasn't able to go to work. Are you in recovery now? Uh, yes, I am. How long have you been sober? Oh, God. Um, it's been, I think it's been a good month or so. Where okay. were you working? Th- that, w- that would not be sobriety then, David. It oh. would it? Well, Wait, I've, I've, yet, I've yet to meet a sober person that can't tell me how many days they've been sober in the first six months of sobriety. Well, I'm not doing like the AA thing. That's what sober is, David. David, that's what sobriety is. That's what sobriety is. You're a dry drunk unless you do something about your alcoholism. Okay, well, I've done <laughs> AA before. Well, how I bad can AA a dry for, drunk be, though, Drew? I did AA for four months. Yeah. Did you have a sponsor? went back out. Did you have a sponsor? Yes, I did. Right, I you, two of them. You sound very angry, David. Would that be true? Quite possible. Were you abused when you were younger? No. Never? No. All right, so what do you do for money now? I work for my step-parents. Uh-huh. Who you hate? Or my stepfather. You hate both of them, don't you? No. Where, what do you do? Just yard work. Yard work? Yeah. You mean like rake leaves and stuff? No, like um, paint in the barn, um... Building things. Oh, really? They got a nice spread, all huh? Lawns, all that stuff. I wish my parents had some sort of yard I could work in. <laughs> or some barn I could paint. 
Uh, you know, I'm you? from North Hollywood. It's like, hey, somebody wrote, uh, there's gang writing on the garage again. Go uh, go get that off. Your biological dad was an alcoholic, is that correct? Uh, that is not correct. How about your mom? Yes. She's the alcoholic? Yes. Okay. And by definition, that has to affect your relationship with her. Okay? And so it, it results in certain kinds of trauma for a child growing up with an alcoholic parent. Okay, but the really weird thing is, most of the time it'll be the alcoholic that the child doesn't like, right? No, not necessarily at all. Sometimes exact. sometimes the alcoholic is idealized by the child. Yeah, uh, but it was the exact opposite. It was my father that I didn't like. Right. What did your father do to you? Uh, he was he began having, a, having an affair when I was about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, before that, was your relationship like him, with him like? It was, it was pretty decent. We That's went it. hunting, we went camping, fishing, the whole nine yards. Hmm. And then I never did. Standard. And then you hated him. Then you hated him all of a sudden when he had an affair. Yeah, because he was never there anymore. Uh -huh. All right, David, we got to go to break. Let okay. me let me tell you what's going on in your life. Okay. Uh, this uh, unable to love thing is just a manifestation of a lot of anger and a lot of confusion and a lot of uh, misplaced feelings and whatever else is going on and, in and your alcoholism, life. Frankly, all right, I mean, and alcoholism, frankly. Let me just let me just state the all tools right. of recovery. Right. Listen, Jesus. the tools of recovery properly applied will help him through all that stuff. That's a fact. He will get better and have a fulfilling relationship if he first takes care of himself in sobriety. If he doesn't do that, all the therapy in the world is not going to help a lot for him. All right. That, that's been proven over and over with alcoholics. All right. But I'm saying he has bigger fish to fry than whether he's truly in love with his girlfriend right. or not right, right. now. Absolutely. Uh, for Christ's sake, he's 26 and, uh, you know, uh, mopping the barn. Cleaning up, um, uh, you know, uh, pony crap uh, because he, he has his license confiscated. You got to get a job. You got to get out there. You got to get on your own. You got to, you know, I, I sense a lot of weird depression, hostility, yeah. weird stuff yes. in his voice. Oh, yeah. You got to enjoy yourself. Uh, listen, I guarantee you, you will screw up every relationship you're in. And, and, and when I say relationship, I don't just mean love relationship or um, intimate relationship. You'll screw up your work relationships. Uh, you'll screw up your friend relationships. Just screw up everything when your when your life is miserable. I mean, especially when you're that angry and hostile. Yeah, aggression is it does not make for good relationships. Thank you, Drew. I began to float. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitz Dog Radio on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, such as John Hamm, Zach Galifianakis, Jimmy Kimmel. Corolla, Hardwick, Rogue, and all the big guns are with me. We talk about what it's like in Hollywood, behind the scenes, the real deal, the rage against middle age. Fitz Dog Radio on Podcast One, the home of podcasting. Yes. Tyra Banks uh, was in here tonight. Tyra Banks was in here for uh, 10 minutes, and uh, Tyra Banks had to go home and throw up. Uh, she had food poisoning, this sweet little fawn. Oh, like the nurse her back to health. And I was talking earlier about how even uh, when supermodels are nauseated, they're super hot. It actually made me even more excited. It brought out the uh, uh, paternal instinct in me. Really? Is that what that was? Yes. <laughs> okay, you better not have kids. It's usually just a masturbatory instinct Adam, that, that comes out. Don't well, have kids. Are you serious? Yeah, don't have kids. I think I may have some. And I'm going to start tonight, Drew. I'm going to add to your family. Yeah. Because as you know, I got it bad for your wife. Man, do I she's love telling, that little she's, minx. She's telling everyone about that. Oh, boy. God bless her. And we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is...
Fun guy, nice guy. Ran into him uh, at uh, K Rock uh, on, during the morning. Uh, I think about a week ago. I heard him and I asked him to uh, come on, and uh, lo and behold, uh, yeah, Ann got hold uh, of him, and here he is. Just, just coincidentally, he seems to appear every year around Weenie Rose time. <laughs> just, <laughs> just by coincidence. Yeah, that is kind of coincidental. Uh, what he, does that mean? You know, he's. Uh, you know what I like about him too. He, he'll come on here and he will perform. He'll just, uh, just jump gets those tickets for him. Yeah, is there something? Was he? Is he working that angle? Oh, yet, of course. Of he's cor- already brought it up. Of course. Of course. Of course. Who's right. coming next week? We don't have anything up on the board here. Uh, it's a big surprise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that means my grandma's coming out again. <laughs> All right, uh, Chad, twenty-three. Hi, Adam. True Nose Radio. I'll tell you what. Every instinct you have is wrong, Drew. Yeah. Uh, he's a so, good guy. And? Drew Alton knows what he's talking about. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> What's going on? Well, I got a couple questions for you guys. Yeah. The first one is uh, <clears throat> about, like, foreskin. I've heard a couple things now. I used to have foreskin. I was circumcised when I was young. And I've heard varying things on... Oh, that is a well on. Chad, that is... A- that's amazing coincidence. So were, geez, like a, a hundred million other Americans. Three hundred million. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little nervous here. You got to excuse me. All right. What's the I deal? I still have my foreskin. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you you do have yes. your foreskin. You were not circumcised. That's correct. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I said the opposite, didn't I? That's all right. <laughs> okay. Well, I've heard a couple of different things now. I've heard that. Yeah, some people have told me it had that that skin actually has nerve endings in it, and that it may help in orgasm or whatever. Uh, uh, but I've also heard the vice versa that it's really just nothing. It's skin. It's extra. It doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't help. That's you, right. Listen, it, Chad. Thank God, Drew. Please butt out for a second. You're, you're talking talk about to the, uh, uh, a professor prepuce. Yes, yes. I I know the foreskin uh, like I know uh, the back of my own penis. Uh, you're talking to a man who's been uh, to both sides. Uh, he's been to the mountain. Um, he uh, and came uh, back, huh? Uh, well, he looked at his foreskin and then came back down the mountain <laughs> and, and p- pissed off everyone in the village. He, here's what's going on. There's no sensitivity in the foreskin itself. The foreskin okay. is uh, really uh, akin to your earlobe. There's nothing to it. Okay. You, you could I... you could pierce it tonight and there wouldn't be any pain involved. But here's where the foreskin comes in handy. It acts like a protective sheath over the head of the penis. And that's where all the nerve endings are, on the end of the penis there. Okay. And it becomes uh, very sensitive. And and the problem is, is the end of the penis is never exposed to anything. And uh, let's be, uh, and in Drew, you know, you think you know, but believe me, I know here. The end of the penis, uh, when the foreskin is removed, it takes a beating. I mean, it really does. It's, yeah, but it's, well, how many calls do we get here every night about people having trouble sustaining erection, having orgasms too early? If things are more sensitive at, at the head of the penis, things are going to be worse that way. And I know there's evidence that... True. The, it's, actually, it's not up to the moil to uh, cure you of premature ejaculation. I, I, that's what I'm at. No, it makes it work. It, well, I, I, I know well, that... Listen to him stumbling over there. I know he that... tripped right over a big foreskin. It changes the actual... Um, thickness of the skin over the tip of the uh, of course because i told you yes and now, however uh, there is some evidence that uh, it may reduce risk of things like penile pa- cancer 
Uh, however, having a circumcision, of course, has its own risks associated with it. People can get mm-hmm. deformities and can get into problems as a result of the circumcision. Rarely, but it can happen. So, uh, you know, this this sort of controversy about whether circumcisions are a healthy thing or not rages on. We're going to have a guy up here one of these days. Remember the guy that called in a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, to, to talk about how horrible circumcisions. I, I, you know, I don't think there's a when there, when things are not that clear, there's no right answer. Okay? Uh, listen, we we certainly have bigger fish to fry as a society, right? Other than yeah, right. Uh, what to do right. uh, about men's extra foreskin exactly. at the end of the penis. Exactly. No, it is generally it's a cultural thing. It is probably not a significant medical issue, as far as we can tell. It's a cultural issue, and this is probably one of the only industrialized countries in the world that does it routinely. Right. Okay. Does, so does, let yes. Does callus actually build up over there? Yes. Basically. If if there's not foreskin. Basically. Well, it is. It is. It is uh, like uh, other parts of your body that uh, when uh, listen. I mean, like when I was a carpenter, I worked with my hands every day, and my hands became uh, calloused and chafed and numb, and it didn't. You know, wasn't quite as sensitive. And now that I'm in the uh, soft world of uh, radio, uh, the sunlight hits my hand in the wrong way, and I go crying uh, to the uh, doctor. All right. So, Chad. Yes, you have a foreskin. Uh, uh, there's a hygiene issue here as well. You have to work on it. You have well, to get you have to get like a bottle brush and put it down there, and really work it in, like you're cleaning a, a black powder, uh, powder rifle or something like that. You know, I used to have problems with, like that when I was young. Right. I mean, I've never had a problem with that since. Okay. Back when I was like ten. Well, you, you you take care of yourself. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Right? I mean, okay. It's just. Just like cleaning your toes, you know, you clean in between your toes, you know. Right, I mean? except for it's smaller. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I spent too much time on his foreskin. Corey. Hello. Hey, you're 15. Hi. Um. Wow, I'm on. All righty. How are you guys doing? I love your show. We're digging you. Your show is like the greatest. Thanks, Corey. Um. What I want to know is how our calculus came about. Well, like what it means, because I. I might just be dumb. I, I can't find it in the dictionary or anything. <laughs> Recalculus is a word that I made up. Okay. It is a word that I coined. I am the uh, modern-day Will Rogers. I believe it. Thank you. Do you know who Will Rogers is? I've heard of him. Okay. <laughs> what, I don't know by hand. What did, uh, what, what, what did he invent? I don't remember. All I know is his name. Okay. <laughs> that guy is cool. Before my time. <laughs> I swear to God, it sounds like a, that's uh, Stephen Baldwin. It sounds like a, a cartoon Commercial. for yeah, us. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he's uh, doing some sort of Pringles ad or something. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. No Pringles uh, here. Um, good, because uh, that is the uh, snacking choice of morons. Oh, here we go. I hate Pringles. Oh, Believe me, you show me a guy who eats Pringles and downs it with Mountain Dew or Sunny Delight, I will show you a moron. Believe me. Even if they weren't a moron to begin with, this could render them That's right. retarded. Uh, that's what I'm getting at. I see. Okay. Yeah. Believe me, you, uh, Stephen Hawking uh, eats a can of Pringles. All of a sudden, uh, he's just a retard in a chair. He's no longer talking about uh, you know black holes and whatnot. All right, uh, listen, Corey. Yeah. Recoculus is uh, what ridiculous is. It's just you uh, remove the D and you add the C. I well, get it. He, uh, he replaced dick with cock, basically, right? <laughs> thank you, Drew. You understand? Yeah, I do. And thank you for not asking that to be put on a card. All right. <laughs> there's, uh, there's other words you could, you could use. You could say uh, coctionary. Uh, you could look up recoculus in the coctionary. <laughs> All right. The other thing I want I to want ask, Corey to produce a show. 
There you go. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask was if I could hear their very original Dr. Drew dropouts. Because like the first the one was my favorite. The Dr. Drew shuffle? Yeah, please. The, the original? Yes, the very original. Oh, man, you are, uh, you are old school, Corey. <laughs> All right, just uh, from a main man, Corey. All right. Uh, calling in and uh, very easily amused. It is the original, in its entirety, Dr. Drew shuffle. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. If I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. Asshole. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Makes me sick. You're fat. Asshole. You're fat. Can I say that? You're fat. Darn. You're overweight. I want to be dominated. You're gay. I want to be dominated. You're gay. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? This is not acceptable. Can I say that? You're fat. Not acceptable. Pee on this stick. Not acceptable. Boiled peyote button. Not acceptable. You're overweight. Not acceptable. Can I say Can that? I say that? Oh, yes. The Dr. Drew Shuffle. And for those of you who don't know why the horse is uh, clacketing around in the background, that is Dr. Drew's high horse, uh, which has uh, been known to get out of the barn. Sometimes early, sometimes late into the show, but rest assured, gets out of the barn. All right. Uh, Engineer Mike, I'm, I'm going to fry an egg on Drew's ass. It is it's 85 so degrees in here. in here. I know. And Engineer Mike's, uh, what's, uh, what, is, what is Engineer Mike's angle on that? Well, you, they're you, getting a new one. You got the lights on. What do you right. expect? Right. <laughs> uh. There's lights in every commercial building in America. What commercial building relies on shade for coolness? For, for Christ's sake. Why don't we just build an effing uh, lean-to here or something? <laughs> the lights on. This computer screen is really heating up the place. All right. Uh, it's not Engineer Mike's fault uh, that we work in a place with no air conditioning. Uh, yeah, no our, chairs. Chairs, our chairs made it through the night, though. That's true. Yeah. And I noticed that my chair had been tampered with. Oh, oh. The recline thing. You hit. know who sat in it today? Don't, don't tell him. Matt Groening. Oh, really? He was here today. Who's that? From uh, The Simpsons? Well, that is an honor. Whose show was he on? Lycus. Lycus? That load? Where were you? Where were you? Right there? Why didn't you tell him to come on our show? What, what, what character is he playing? Is he... No, he created The Simpsons. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. All right. That is a, uh, that is a compliment. Because Lycus stands up when he does a show, doesn't he? <laughs> it's funny. Lycus stands up. I sit down, and I, I'd li I look at that as a compromise. I'd like to lie down and do the show. Right, let's do the show like John and o Yoko from our uh, hotel room, Drew. Let's have uh -huh. some sort of love it. All right, so um, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the uh, the um, air conditioning here will be up and running. Uh, let's say November. Yeah, it's about, about rainy season. As soon as it starts to rain, yeah, yeah as soon as it starts to cool off. Oh. Uh, it's really it's and it's it's really it's 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 outdoors without the mosquitoes. If they could get some damn crickets in here, we'd really have a camping we can get experience. You crickets. We should. I we can. I it's a little lantern. It's beautiful. It's like camping with a microphone. A little stick with some marshmallows on it. I, I swear to God. This I, could be fun. I was getting dressed tonight, though, seriously. Yeah. I was getting dressed, and I said, Tyra Banks is coming in here tonight. And I was thinking, I'm going to put myself on a shirt. 
like a with a collar and some mm-hmm. sleeves on it. Nah. And then I thought, no, because it's a warm night tonight. And if it's a warm night outside, it's the exact temperature inside uh, plus the lights. So, um, oh, so I put a T-shirt. It's pretty miserable working here, isn't it? Well, you know how people are very uh, uh, temperature sensitive. Our money is melting. Especially you. I, this, I was this, just uh, I was talking to Stephen Baldwin last time. My forehead was beaten up. It was embarrassing. All right, let's uh, go. Come on. I, you know, I think I had a shot with him. Let's go. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> He's just your type, isn't he? Yeah? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Anne went through like six pair of panties last night. Really? What? Oh, you didn't hear that? Not Ann's type. I guess not. No. What? No. Ann likes a slacker type. You've seen her husband. <laughs> so How's long my pick. husband a slacker? <laughs> he's like grunge hubby. <laughs> no, he's Autumn. Autumn. Oh, come on. Autumn. My husband we... is fine. Autumn, what can we do for he you? He is kind of hot. He is hot. Yeah, you better worry about that a little bit. Hi there. Bit. What's going on? Well, I he have travels a lot, I know. I know and he does. She lives it says cross, it's business. Cross state. She lives in Arizona and I live in Utah. Yeah. And um, she, she, she's kind of, I think she's a pathological liar. I don't know. But some of her stories are really hard to believe. And this latest one is that she says that she has AIDS. Mm-hmm. And she came up with this um, a few years ago. And um, like three years ago. So she was about 17 and she said that she got tested and it came out positive and they Mm -hmm. tested her three other times and it came out negative negative and then positive Uh and um what she says is that the best that they can tell is that she cannot give it through sex that it's only through a blood a a, um, switch of blood and so she's married now and she has a baby and she has a husband, and she's using unprotected sex, and their relationship looked, is entirely screwed up. Of course, because she is a very crazy person. E- e- she's very, crazy person. very crazy person. Uh, there is no test that I'm aware of that can determine what what quality of AIDS transmission there is. Uh, if we could come up with that test, there'd be a lot less um, potential of anxiety about that virus. I mean, one of the potent, one of the one of the issues that come, sometimes comes up is gee, is this virus going to mutate in such a way that's going to make it more infectious or more contagious in some way? And over thus far, obviously it hasn't, but the, if you had the test that could tell how it could be transmitted, that wouldn't be such a concern. This is your friend? Oh, yeah, she's been my friend for... And, and there is such a thing as, right. as, as, as uh, abnormal, you know, false positives and false negatives in the blood test, but they can be reconciled and confirmed, and uh, ultimately you find out what you're dealing with. It's time to move on. Yeah, you learn uh, that a uh, year or two out of high school. Some of your friends are just such uh, tremendous losers. It's just time to move on. That's all right. Listen, you're not friends with them because they saved your life. You're friends with them because they live down the street. Yeah, but why do you hang out with all your loser friends still? They're working on my house. What are you talking about? O- otherwise, you wouldn't hang with them? No. You kidding? Right. I hang with my celebrity buddies. Oh. <laughs> yes. You. Like my uh, bro David Spade is coming in tomorrow night. We are going to hang for the two hours he's here. I'll tell you that right now, Drew. Does he know who you are? No. All right. He gave me one of these when he came in the morning show. You know, he looked at me and gave me, hey, uh, dude. No, no. He knows who I am, of course, Drew. Yeah, we did this show together. I'm a big, I'm big time, Drew, just because you see me every day. Huh. <laughs> Let's go. Sarah. Yes. Hi there. Hello. What can we do for you? Um... I have this boyfriend, and he wants to have sex with me. How old is he? He's 14. He's 14, you're 14. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I went out with his um, one of his really good friends over the summer, and I ended up having sex with him. Mm. And he just his friend cheated on me a bunch of times, and then what do you mean he cheated on you a bunch of bunch of times? Um, he cheated on me like five times, but I didn't find out until like after we broke up. So you, as far as you were concerned, you were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Is that his understanding of the relationship as well? Yeah. You're sure of that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, I went out with his friend again, and we had sex again. And then um, he ended up dumping me for, like, no reason. He didn't really give me a reason. And now that I'm going out with the guy that wants to have sex with me, I'm not sure if I should have sex with him because I don't want to get hurt again. Before this guy, was it during the summer, the friend? Yeah. Before that, was there anybody else? No. This guy was your first? Yeah. What did, what do you think was going to happen with that relationship, the first one? Um, well, I was like totally in love with him. Like, right. I was going to get like married. Right. <laughs> which is, which is, which is real oh. typical of a fourteen year old's idea of what a relationship. I'm not is lamenting about. Uh, Sarah's uh, problems. I'm thinking about myself when Why? I was uh, fourteen, fifteen years old. I could never convince any woman that uh, we're going to get married, right. nor but, did she want to be. But the typical fantasy a young lady has is that uh, if you have sexual intimacy, that this is this is a consummate relationship. This is something that's going to go on forever. Guys don't think that way, mm-hmm. at, especially not at that age. Uh, that is the last thing they're thinking of. Okay. Uh, if you want to have a relationship that's going to last, don't get physically intimate because uh, the guy, if he really is into you, will wait that out. It's, it's equivalent. It really is equivalent to a uh, 18-year-old guy going to a prostitute and thinking they're getting it on because uh, he's they're into in love right. and she's into him. Right. And and that does happen once in a while. Oh, I'm but sure it's, guys it's, think it's, that. It's almost as absurd a notion, as sad as that uh, seems. And I'm not uh, likening you to a prostitute, Sarah. Well, maybe I am, but uh, I don't mean to. The point is, well, hey, hold on, Drew. I felt a, a draft of yeah, something. Yeah, what I felt happened? The, some uh, oxygen. I think a roach farted in here. I felt a, I felt a, uh, a lukewarm breeze come from the north. Drew, what happened? Who I was think that? They just started pumping a oxygen in here. I think it was getting a little slow. They thought they better allow us to, uh, the, the brain to be oxygenated again. This is amazing. Everyone deserves a raise here. All right, and we'll find. <laughs> but but Sarah, this this is something you you need to learn. Unfortunately, young you know people your age are not raised with an understanding of how to conduct yourself in a relationship in such a way as to get your needs met. You need to decide what you want in a relationship and put that first. All right, that's and- that's what you assert in a relationship. And when you're feeling good and solid and and gratified, then it's time to move on to the physical intimacy. And then a guy may actually be intimate with you. But if you just zoom right into the physical intimacy, um, that's mostly what a guy is looking for at that age. And uh, they need to be kind of led into the emotional intimacy. Uh, let me put it in terms that kids can understand, Drew. Yeah. Uh, when you're a 14, 15-year-old girl, it is if... Uh, it's and, and by this, it's probably probably all the way up to 25 or so. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, for 30. Uh, look at dating as a uh, botched bank robbery. And you're trapped uh, in the bank. <laughs> now... I'm so frightened by where you're going. All right, Here's wait, what I'm who, saying. This is the woman's trapped in the bank. The guy's the bank robber. No, no. Oh. The woman is robbing the bank, and it's gone horribly wrong. Oh, and I the see. cops have surrounded the place. I see. Now, you, know, you want to know what your hostage is? Sex. Oh, I see. Sex is equivalent to the hostage. It'll get you out of the bank. If you tell everyone, hey, just go home, then you walk out, you get shot. Or they come in and drag you to the electric chair. Sex. 
That is your hostage. And I will tell That's you what. That's going to get you out of that. I will tell you what. Here's the, here's the payoff. You know I'm right, Drew. You are right. There are three payoffs. A, women are, uh, are more gratified in their relationships, and they feel more empowered and better about themselves. When men ultimately have healthier relationships and feel better about themselves. Very and ultimately, true. we have families that stay together because people learn how to have relationships that are relationships. Men need to be beaten women's, into yes, relationships. Women submission. are the keepers of intimacy and relationships, and we've lost that in our society. We must support that. Right. They also uh, keep the maxi pads, the earrings, the rouge... And the blush, sorry, Producer Ann, she doesn't like when I call blush rouge. <laughs> and the uh, toaster covers. These are just some of the few things they are, uh, they are the keepers of, Drew. I, I'm going to think of some more and uh, get back to you after this. Why don't you try rapping at this? Hi, this is Barry White. You're listening to Love Line. No, all right. Not going to give me the finger? Thank you, engineer Mike. Oh, Jesus, would you turn that damn mic down? I know, but it is. We don't hear that. Don't talk to him when he's talking just to you. Oh, this thing is so loud in there. All right. (laughs) All right, thank you. Phone number 1-800-LFVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Madam Grawl is Dr. Drew. Uh, Tyra Banks was in. She's uh, sick as a dog, and she left. Uh, she brought a bag to vomit in. God bless her. That is the sort of intestinal fortitude we like in a guest. Commitment. She will be back. And uh, she said hi, and she vomited, and she left. And lovely producer Ann has brought a fan in. God bless uh. you, all right, David Spade, uh, tomorrow night, and Riley, 18. Drew, come on. Hey, what's up? Hey. Um, I called because I've just recently started having sex with my girlfriend. And uh, the other day, I noticed that she gets really wet, big time. Wait a minute. Now on air, it sounds like a, there's a tornado going That's on. all right. Add a little, uh, you know, a little effect. It's hot in a lot of parts of the country right now. It's uh, like a love line. is a cool summer breeze blowing through your radio. Mm. Go ahead. Thank you, Ann. That's wonderful. Um, but I wanted to know, it's like, are there any health concerns I need to be worried about? W- what exactly happens? Well, let's see. Um, like, whenever she, whenever I hit, like, the right spot, mm-hmm. I mean, like, cups. Right, that's normal. She's like one of those sea anemones. Right, See, some women do produce a tremendous amount of fluid, and uh, it, it, it there is something called female orgasmic incontinence where they actually urinate. But for the most part, it is a, a constellation of fluids that are similar to male semen. Say, there's a lot of glands in that area that can produce fluid, and if they are uh, stimulated to contract, they can release it, and uh, they can be quite substantial. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Like nothing to worry about. True can turn uh, anything into a uh, medical event. That's what I love about him. Oh, okay. He's he's got a gushy girlfriend, and you've turned it into a uh, constellation of fluids that, uh, properly stimulated, could uh, have uh, said reaction. Jeez, everything's like a big court battle going on in the vagina with uh, Drew over here. Uh, So she's fine, Riley. Okay. Are you okay with it? Oh, yeah. Is she okay with it? It's actually kind of cool. Right. I'm sure she thinks so, too. You'll be over that in a few months. Don't worry about it, all right? All right. 
right. right. It, it's Enjoy. not something that's talked about very much. And a lot of women feel ashamed about it, and men are afraid to talk about it. Perfectly it's natural, natural ladies. Thing. Although I've never seen it. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've seen a lot of movies. Sin, 18. Hi. Hey. Uh, I have two questions, but first I want to say I love you guys. Love you, baby. To you. Every night. Really? Yeah. Well, thank you. Okay. Drew, my question is, when are your breasts supposed to stop growing? Re- usually around 18, but they certainly could go till 21. Because, like, I am already, like, at 36D, and they're not stopping. Really? Yes. Have they moved in the time that we've been speaking? <laughs> Quite possibly. No, but they're like a glacier, huh? They just keep going. Yeah. Um, how big's the rest of you? I'm 5'7 and 110 pounds. Oh, please. I swear to God these people just call just to, just to yank my chain. I'm not kidding. Speaking of yanking. I would come down there and you could weigh and measure me, but I'm in Tucson. Really? Yes. Hmm. Uh, maybe we can get something together for postage and just send the breasts out. All right, you're 5'7", you're 110 pounds, which is uh, spindly by most standards, and you have the 36D breast. Yes. And you're 18. Uh-huh. And they've not stopped growing. No. Um, do you have difficulty with men? Not really. No. I'm guessing no. Uh, do you have a boyfriend? Not yet. Are you, are, you bothered, you like are you bothered with the way they uh, sort of treat you as a result of this? No. Okay. No, good. why not? Good. That's good. A lot of women are very bothered by it. No, I mean, you look pretty outrageous in a bathing suit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of like the attention, right? Kind of. You look twice as good as all your friends who resent you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They hate you, don't they? Pretty much. Yeah. You wear yeah, that, th- uh, that's, hold on. that's horrible. You wear a two-piecer? Uh, no, one-piece. Oh. I like that. Is that sort of Baywatch look? <clears throat> Thong back uh, with the one-piece? No. No. Okay. Just check. <laughs> All right, uh, what are you, in high school now? Uh, I'm a senior. But as as long as your weight stays stable, they're not likely to get substantially bigger. Why don't you have a boyfriend? Um, Because I don't. I don't know. Yeah? What's up with that? I don't know. You like guys? Yeah. Have you had a boyfriend? Yeah. Are you a virgin? No. Really? Um, How many guys have you been with? Two. Two? Okay. You going off to college? No. You're not? No. Staying home? Yep. You going to work? Yep. Hot dog on a stick? No. No. Where are you working? Uh, Buffalo Exchange. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that? Some people trade buffalo. <laughs> what do you do at the Buffalo Exchange? It's a clothing store. It's a pelt place? Clothing store. You trade beads for pelts? Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, if, you, if, you, if, if it's a commission-based job, I'm guessing you'll do fine. All right, uh, so they stop. Uh, they'll about stop 18. soon. Yeah, yeah they're, they're about there. They stop going out and they start going down about 18, so you're fine. As long as you're not having any medical problems, any back problems, neck problems, you're not disturbed about these things. It's just, it's you, and uh, that's great. How's the shape? Are they holding up? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, you got the world by the tail. <laughs> and uh, my second question is for you, Adam. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I like this guy, and he's like kind of really younger than me. Uh, how old is he? He's just going to turn 15. Oh. Yeah. And the the only problem with it is that he's really shy, and I don't know how to make the first move oh. with him. I don't want to, like, embarrass him or anything. Could you imagine, uh, Drew, mm. <clears throat> let's just turn back the clock uh, for just one moment. 
No, hold on a second, Sid. Imagine you uh, 14 and three quarter. Let's see, you'd be uh, freshman. 19. Freshman in high school. All right, so let me set the stage. Uh, Johnson was in office. Uh, we were just entering Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Eisenhower. Uh, Eisenhower was in office. Or was, Johnson was after Eisenhower, I guess. And, uh, Johnson was Vietnam War. So. Yeah, well, all right. So it was uh, Eisenhower and then uh, Johnson was in there. Uh, soon after that. <clears throat> we're just uh, entering Korea. Uh, Drew was a lad of uh, thirteen and uh, 14 and three quarters. And this woman who uh, was basically uh, built like uh, the Space Needle uh, with just a huge rack on her comes uh, sashaying. A senior in high school. Or maybe a freshman. Yeah, senior or just graduate. Thus far, you've had no contact with a woman. You're shy. And uh, your first experience is with uh, essentially a woman who's built like a uh, porn star. Could you imagine? Oh, that's what I love about this show. You, 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 I, I've never quite seen a pained look on your face like this. Really, is painful for you, isn't well, it? Well, when you're a fan of the breasts like I am, and when you uh, were denied uh, the sexual pleasure at such a young age, like I was, uh, this uh, I, I'm able to live vicariously through the listeners. So uh, here's what we got to do: we got to talk to the guy, Sin. Yeah. Listen, we need to speak to this man. Because I guarantee you, if he has a uh, ounce of sanity and or dignity in him, uh, he will uh, be willing to court you. Do you, do you have his number? He lives in Scottsdale. Right. I don't have his number up there. I just have his brother's number here. Uh, maybe we should talk to his brother. His brother's probably asleep or like... What do you mean? He's a big fan of the show. He's up. Are you kidding? All right, Sin, how do you know this guy? Uh, through one of my friends who uh, goes up there. Uh-huh. And he's entering the 10th grade? Yeah. He's in 9th grade? No, actually, he's going to be in 9th grade. He's going into the 9th grade? Ah. <laughs> oh. And you're willing to give him all your love? Yeah. Why do you like this guy? He's sweet. He's really nice. He's really cute. But what's going on with you that you don't have tons of men uh, chasing you in those um, heaving breasts of yours around? I don't know. You can't find any guy your own age? All the guys my age are, like, stupid. Really? Yeah. I live in Tucson. <laughs> I don't want to offend the station out there, but I was in Tucson, and uh, I know where you're coming from now. Uh, all right. Well, I'd like to call the guy, but if you're unable to produce his number, I understand. Uh, he's shy. Uh, I'd give him a shot, but then what are you going to do? The guy's in ninth grade. Uh, he'll be entering ninth grade. You'll be entering uh, the workforce. And it's not going to work because you're going to meet some guy at the Buffalo Exchange. And, uh, you know, he's going to be 27, and he's going to have his own El Camino and a members-only jacket, and the rest will be history. I don't know. All right, Sin. Uh, listen, uh, I, I'm not quite sure what's up with you and why uh, somebody who uh, is built like you doesn't have guys um, climbing all over her. 
and why you have to resort to going to uh, junior high to find a date. But, hey, if you like the guy, ask him out. Yeah. That's not going to hurt. He'll be thrilled. Okay? Okay. All right. Just for you, Adam? Yeah. How would you like me to send you a picture of me? Uh, That's fine. Yeah? Yeah, sure. You're 18? Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay. You got a fax machine? Uh, No, but my dad does. Uh, that's a little weird, but uh, all right, go ahead and use it. Okay. Okay. All right. You going to do it tonight? Uh, not tonight. Well, why don't you do it tonight? Because I can't get to it tonight. Why? What, does he sleep with it? <laughs> I don't live with my dad. Oh, you don't? No. You can't break into his house? He lives across the town. Okay. You, you can't walk? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, fax me a picture. Okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, ladies, if a uh, buxom uh, 18-year-old comes across the fax machine, uh, hang on to that. Engineer Mike, don't let... Yeah, yeah, keep an eye out. Uh, not a penis out, an eye out. Thank you. Or you'll take an eye out with the penis. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Mike, you're 23. Yeah. You've been on hold for 113 minutes. Yes, I have. Certainly you could hold another four minutes. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. God bless Mike. That's the attitude I like. We'll be back to talk to Mike after this. Thank goodness football season is finally here. And no matter what you're into, we've got you covered. We've got the self-titled Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you want to know what's going on in the NFL, we've got the Fantasy Feast. If you want to make sure you are best prepared for your fantasy team this year. Or how about the Even Money Podcast for those of you that like to wager on the games. Available now. Available now. At podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. Who puts out on a liner. I love this Shaggy. I never met Shaggy, did I? Oh, yeah. I was out of town, wasn't I? That's Drew's favorite. Oh, well, sh- I, I like Shaggy, but I I, be- I liked him so much, I uh, dissed, I guess. Oh, yeah, uh, he did. Who, who was that? Maxi Priest. Maxi Priest, who Priest. stormed out of here. No wow. respect. No respect, ma. <laughs> because I was enthusiastic about uh, talking to Shaggy. Well, you cornered Shaggy, and you were, like, totally dissing on I didn't diss. I just didn't know who he was. I didn't know <laughs> you need maximum. Maxie, you need maximum respect for the Maxi Priest. Uh, and you might be interested in this. Uh, somebody really? s- sent me a. Well, not really, but <laughs> as long as you're here, I think so. Hey, come on, that's good radio. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Please go ahead, go ahead Adam. Yeah, you know, uh, coming out of bumpers, uh, I know good radio. I love mm. when we talk radio. And Ann goes, uh, "You'll be playing the next song coming into the third stop set," and I'm like. <clears throat> Uh, is that today? When is that? Coming out of, into, out of... All right, here's the deal. I was reading some email somebody sent to me. Um, not Loveline email, but me email. And it uh, it said that uh, Kevin Smith, from uh, who, the guy who wrote Chasing Amy and uh, Mallrats and Clerks, <clears throat> was on some sort of uh, AOL chat room thing, and somebody asked him, what do you think of Adam Carolla? What do you think about uh, using him in one of your movies? First and, he said, and, who? No, no, no. His reply was, uh, that uh, effing bleeping guy is funny, and I'm going to put him in my next movie, and he named the movie. Wow. It was a snuff film, but Why he still named the title of it. I, I, you don't care. You're just, you're going to quit? No, it just meant oh. you're, you're on the <laughs> mic, and I thought I'd address it to you as if oh, we were okay, having a conversation, cool. but no, I don't care. Yeah. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. Having fun. Yeah, it's only because I put the screws to him when he was on yeah. like three weeks ago, and I said he said he put both of us on the phone. Oh, did he? The three of us. Oh, uh, you're right. I think yeah. that's what he said. Four. 
<laughs> was that Mike's nuts or was that Mike? I didn't. Uh, I couldn't make out the voice. Mike, twenty-three. Hi. Hey. Um. Uh, uh, first time uh, caller, a uh, long time listener. Good. Okay. Um. My problem is that uh, this is addressing both you and Doctor Drew. Okay. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I've been dating this girl since like last April. Okay. I met her kind of on a blind date thing, but she turned out to be really great. But like two months in the relationship, I. Uh, I hooked up with this girl that I had like known for a while because she was getting married and she like had like confessed to me this one night that she like had this big crush on me and kind of like so we had sex and, and wait, wait 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 slow down okay. this was a girl that was going to get married yeah when when was she getting married uh, she got married um, I guess it was like May twenty fifth I think how long year. after this encounter did she get married um, oh, for Christ's sake I guess I guess about I'd say about uh, two weeks. No, it wasn't even that. It was about a week. Oh, can you imagine? And that is your ultimate nightmare as a prospective bride or groom, uh, whether it be the female or the male of the relationship. Uh, you know, uh, the marriage date's coming around in just a couple of f- few short weeks. I better go out and bang a few people I've had my eye on for a while. And, and by the way, a woman can do this. I've heard of this happening. It oh, is, it, it happens is, all it, 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 it happens is, all the time. Except for guys can't do it. I mean, I, try as I may, I, you know, I couldn't like, hey, I'm going to get married in a few weeks. Uh, producer Ann, this is our last chance. I mean, get the hell away from me, you greasy, hairy greaseball. But a, but a woman, all she has to do is just go find out some guy she used to go out with or knew from high school. Hey, uh, come quick, let's have sex. That's so bizarre. Well, that is so bizarre. Well, it's, I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know, because it was, it was kind of odd, but it was like one of those things where I just kind of thought, I don't uh, know. We don't, we don't totally blame you. You're just a, uh, okay, a well, nameless, nameless penis, but I mean, uh, how, what kind of mindset is that to enter a relationship? Yeah, I got to go uh, out a and marriage, A marriage. Well, I mean, a marriage, sorry. Well, he was out in, her, her, her uh, fiance is like in the military, so they, he was already stationed somewhere else. Oh, if he was somewhere, all right. Right, okay. No, it wasn't that, that like he was sense, like, then. you know, in the state, but I don't, whatever. Right. I thought he was somewhere. Nowhere. We're not oh, talking right. in terms of the potential of getting caught. We're talking <laughs> in terms of the quality of the commitment and where people's heads are at. Uh, in their intimacy with the other person, if they can go out and do that kind of thing. It is so... Right. It's taking a crap on the relationship. It really is a terrible thing, I think. Well, with me, it's like I... I, I, I would be interested to hear a woman's perspective on this, because that's sort of how a guy looks at it. It's, it's, oh, you know, you, you know, you're either in this or you're not. Well, women look at it more that way than a guy does. No, it's at just that point? At that point? What are you talking no, about? No, I think if, if, let's say you were engaged with somebody and you found out that she just had your 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 wedding day arrives, and you just one of your best men tells you that uh, your fiance had sex with him a week ago. As, a, as sort of a last fling, she said it was the last you know uh-huh. something she'd always intended to do was last fling. What would you do? I would uh, take that garter. I would pull it out about ten feet and snap it back so hard that her leg popped off. Uh, I would I would cancel the marriage right, immediately. Right. Immediately. Right. Well, what's pretty much what it okay that's that i mean that's kind of like part of this but anyway it's that happened and i and it kind of went past that and i mean it's been like a year since that happened and um i okay i did something kind of stupid okay um the girlfriend that i've i had and she this is the same girl i was dating in april i mean this is and i while i had this affair with this girl who's getting married um Okay, I had uh, my address book, which basically had have almost every number I've ever had in it. And I, for whatever reason, I just kind of carry, I carry it around because I, I, I carry it instead of having a wallet. But uh, it had all my address stuff in it. And um, 
Well, I don't know what it was. There was a couple nights where I didn't call her, and she was getting upset. So she, when she came over one day, she grabbed my planner that had all my numbers in it. And so, like, two days later, she comes over and just completely throws a tantrum and says, Oh, you cheated on me. Uh, you, you know, worthless son of a bitch. You don't never speak to me again. And she likes to, she doesn't quite name off a bunch of, you know, it, she names off a couple of names of people that I, that was in that thing. But namely, she names off this girl that, um, they got married, and the thing was is that her uh, her address was uh, in this uh, planner. Okay. And some, when she got it, she took a bunch of the numbers. I guess, I don't know, she must have called somebody. I'm guessing it's my, uh, my at this point, ex-best friend because... Um, he ratted uh, you out. Yeah, basically. All right. That's right, because he wants to have sex with her. Oh, you know, uh, whatever. You know, right. and, Naturally. All right. Now, listen, Mike. Your life's a mess. Right. What do you want to know? Well, Kill yourself. Well, what ended up happening what? was, okay, is that, you know, this is, I thought, it, this happened a while back. Um, the relationship had only gone so far. And I was like, I thought, you know, come on, this only happened, this happened so long ago. You know, I, I mean, this girl means a lot to me. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, I, I'm not, time I'm thinking, you know, this is something that, with me and I'm like I've done everything I could and she won't you know she won't eat. she'll talk to me but she'll yeah yeah but it's but I mean like what kind of stuff would she say basically <laughs> whatever if she was gonna refer to me right anything. oh but I, it's like you know I love her and I'm like oh you know I, I mean I, I basically had to just like I, throw a tantrum in front of her house before she would even talk to me. I know, but it's like, Mike, women, you know? You can't live with them. You, you can't live without them. I mean, describe this girlfriend of yours. I mean, what kind of what kind of person is she? She's uh, she's really nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put a mic on hold. Weighs probably about, uh, about 120. She's really uh -huh. athletic. She's into a lot of sports. And stuff. Well, what kind of sports does she like? Uh, she plays... We get a chance. Uh huh. Hey, does she ever get a scholarship or anything? Uh, no. Uh huh. No, I mean not that I I'm aware of. Right. Right. Now it is uh is is she marriage material? This one? Yeah. That's that, that's the thing. Is that you know? Well, I mean, wait a, wait a minute. What kind of qualities are you looking for in a woman that you marry, Mike? This is something you should think about. Well, someone that you know. Is, well, what are you looking for? I'm I'm looking. Oh, always there when I'm having problems, vice versa. Trust between us. Right. So, I mean, you know, I... And this is just one of those things. It was like, you know, I feel stupid that it happened, but I really don't know what I'm going to do. Right. She basically is like, you know, she doesn't want to have anything to do with me, but, I mean, there was a lot in between this time that I think has gone. Right, right. All right, but, Mike. Right. If okay. you uh, just play God for one moment. Okay. Uh, put on your Jesus cap for just a second. Okay. If you could have everything work out the way you wanted to work out, how would it work out? Uh, <laughs> you know, get married and, you know, have kids. And right. Hey, hey, hey. 
but I mean, I've, you know, and I'm just trying to figure out some way, you know, saying, look, you know, I love you. Would you please, you know, can you look past this? Right. And, but the thing is that I think it's, I don't know whether or not it's just the fact that I cheated, but she knows the details of what happened between me and So I don't know whether or not Ah, it's like you're living my life, Mike. I mean, you... Well, you know, like, if we ever got married or something like that, and then maybe, I don't know, maybe she thinks that, like, on the, you know, a week before we get married, I'm going to be, you know, nailing a couple friends from high school. Right. Oh, man, right, we look. are like kindred spirits. I, I tell you, it's like I hearing my own life unfurl before my own eyes, uh, my own ears, Jerome. Yeah, you certainly could fill in the gaps with whatever you wish. Anyway, um, she's either going to f- accept you for who you are and what you've done, or she is not. All right. And that's very simple. And if you really do have some honest feelings about her, she may give you a second chance. She may not. It's right. in her court. I, was, I, I uh, have to. I have to. I doubt. was punching Mike in and out, and I could not hear anything. I, I have to. Doubt. When you didn't hear him, I didn't hear him either. But, did you? Yeah, Drew? but you were filling in all the scenes of your life there, since he, so much was living your existence. It was really like a Mad Lib, though. It was kind of fun. I was putting in, inserting my own uh, girlfriend's names and uh, experiences. Uh, oh, that Mike. But like if, an I, I, I just doubt his uh, sincerity. I hate to say it. To some level, this is more about... Oh, true. Like, what are you talking about? You didn't hear any of that call. You don't know what the hell was going on. Look, the fact is, he, he, wants, he doesn't want to lose her more than he wants to have her. You understand what I'm saying? I don't even know what you're talking about, Drew. I I, I heard inane banter for ten minutes. Right. All right. She, he can he can he can he can, uh, he can declare his love to her and she will either take it or not. That's it. All right. Stop trying to make a purse out of a sow's ear. Hey, Doctor Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much I, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Here's Loveline before... That's the man who I call the top. You guys know him as Carrot Top, but when you're in uh, the biz like me, it's just uh, the top. Sometimes I'll just call him Mr. T. Carrot Top, Drew. Yeah. All right. All right. Drew's gone to Carolina in his mind. Yeah, I'm gone. All right. uh, Let's end the show early, like 10 seconds early. What about it? Just for sport? Yeah. David Spade tomorrow night, everyone. See if you can do it. I want to thank the beautiful Anne, uh, the lovely Lisa, the fabulous Sherry, and, of course, the one wonder engineer, Mike, for uh, doing the show tonight. And until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tuesday. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.